Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're all able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516 516- Four five three nine one one eight. That's five one six four five three nine one one eight. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. 
or you can go to our chat room, which is available. Actually, it'll be available in about two minutes. Ha! It's available now. On our website, you can ask your questions, send your prayer requests, or topics on future episodes. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, while our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Yes, yes, yes. I know when I started this podcast, when I started this uh, show, sorry for the delay. Um, I'm glad that God had allowed me to uh, have this ram in the bush, everything started perfectly before I got on the show and then when I got on the show that's when everything went out but I have my ram in the bush and it's open it's working I'm on my phone so thank God that God has allowed this show to go forth question do you have any goals or desires that you want to achieve but fear is stopping you from pursuing them Well, many people allow the fear of their past or even the fear of the unknown to stop them from pursuing their goals, adventures, or even pursuing love. Yes. Although going after them may be risky and possibly scary, but your spirit is screaming and yelling for you to go for it. And if you don't go for it, chances are you regret it. So on today's show, we're going to discuss pursuing your goals or desires, overcoming your fears, and also tools to help us to pursue our goals or desires. We're going to talk about those things and much more in the episode called, It's Worth the Risk. It's Worth the Risk. Now, that it could be anything that you desire. It could be one or it could be more than one. But you know what it is. So we're going to talk about that. And only you know what that it is. Now, the key thing that we want to do, we want to be very transparent. And, of course, I kind of broke it up into three sections or three departments that we want to talk about. Now, when we talk about them, there may be some things that uh, some principles or some ideas that it may overlap you might be able to implement it, and it might be a general, um, if you want to say a general 
a theme, a general thing that you can do that may work in all of them, but then also there are some things that we want to specifically talk about. So we want to talk about those things so that way we can be able to really just capture in on pursuing our goals or desires and overcoming whatever fear, overcoming whatever fear that may try to keep us in prison, keep us enslaved from pursuing what's really on our heart. Okay? The first thing, I really want to emphasize this. This particular thing, we have to first be in prayer. Pray about it. You know, we often hear the Bible tell us, you know, men should always pray and not faint, which simply means lose heart. But also, God is concerned about our desires, our hopes, our dreams. And prayer simply means to talk or communicate, dialogue with God. And that's something that I think a lot of times we really just overlook. Sometimes we go to God pertaining to those things where it's, uh-oh, it's an emergency. It might be pertaining to health or somebody's sick or something. But even pertaining to our hopes, our dreams, God want to hear about them. God has and God desires an intimate relationship with us. I want us to really understand that. He desires an intimate relationship with us. So in having that intimate relationship with us and he with him, the things that are on our heart, he want to know about them. The things, our hopes, our dreams, our desires, he wants to know about them. He wants us to talk to him. He wants us to consult him. He wants us to go to him and just share our heart with him. He wants to know. And so one of the things I often think about is, like I mentioned about praying and just talking to God about everything, and there are some other uh, even pertaining to prayer, I'm going to speak about later on uh, on the show. But the first thing we need to do is just consult God and just talk to God and let him know what our desires are. That's one of the things. The next thing we want to do is be realistic. Whatever those goals, dreams, or desires. Now, this is general. It can fit in one of those Categories I had mentioned about our goals, our adventure, something we may want to explore into doing, goals being pertaining to, let's just say, um, there might be a business. You might want to step out on a leap of faith. Adventure, it may be something that you may want to do, uh, you might never had taking a trip. You might want to take a trip. You might be afraid to fly. You might be afraid to get on a cruise. Those things, those two things. But also, we're not going to forget one thing that sometimes people may be in fear of, and that's pursuing love. So we want to talk about that. So right now, what I'm sharing with you, it can these principles or these things is a general thing that can fit into each and every one. But like I said, we're going to talk about some specific things pertaining to those specific um, situations. 
So being realistic, being realistic in whatever we desire to do, is it realistic? Is it within our means or our ability to do them? Now, I might be, let's say, six foot seven and may want to be a professional basketball player. Okay, now, physically, I might fit the bill. I might be in good shape. That's fine and dandy. But along with that, there may be someone else that may be, let's just say, four foot three. Hey, if they want to pursue a uh, I'll say it like this. If they want to be a professional basketball player and I'm six foot seven, this person is four foot three. Now, realistically, it may not be the best interest of that person that is four foot three to pursue the NBA. It may not be, that may not be their niche. It may fit mine more than theirs. So that's one of the reasons why I want to say about us being realistic. Being realistic. Now, not saying because of the physical size that it's going to stop us from pursuing things, but like I said, being realistic, we have to look at the odds. And also, even though the odds may be, quote, unquote, stacked against us, are we willing, are we willing to endure whatever if you want to say setback that we may have in comparison to other people that might be in that position or that field that we desire. So that's something we want to look at, being realistic. The other thing we want to ask ourselves, now these are not in some general order except for the first. The first one is about, you know, just praying about it. The next thing I want to talk about is, we got to ask ourselves, what are we afraid of? Let's ask ourselves, what are we afraid of? It may be, hmm, it may be sometimes a past experience that may stop you, prevent you, or even make you hesitant to pursue some type of goal, some type of adventure, or even love. Now, with goals, a lot of times people look, or sometimes people may base their pursuit on other people's success or failures. Now, that's something that a lot of people that are business-minded, a lot of people who are have been successful, they have to go outside of the norm. They have to go against the crowd, so to speak. I saw this great saying, and it said that an orchestra leader must turn his back on the crowd. So, in other words, if you're going to be if you're going to be directing the orchestra, if you're the director, you have to face you have to face the performers and not the audience. You focus on the performance. You listen. Your back is towards the audience. That doesn't mean that you don't care about the audience, but you have to stay focused on the performance of the performers. The performers are 
who you're directing, those who are on stage. You're not directing the audience. But if your performance is up to par A1, if you're performing and you have done your part in schooling, in educating, in leading the orchestra, then automatically audience will give you a round of applause. But get this. I want us to understand this. The audience is there for us. We're there to entertain the audience. The audience is there for us. The audience is there for us. Even though they're behind us, but we have to look at we got to stay focused. Staying focused on the, not on the audience, staying focused on the performers that are on stage that we are directing. I know with a lot of the peewee football coaches, they tell the players, you may have your parent, your mother, your father out there in the audience. They might be watching you. They might be cheering you on. They might be screaming for you some instructions. But you have to tune them out and listen to the coach. You have to listen to them. Even though that's your mama and all that stuff, that's your daddy, and your daddy might have been a great player. But right now your job is not to listen to your parent. Your job is to listen to me because I am the coach of the team that you're on. So that's something that we have to think about also. So when it boils down to it, we have to listen. We have to stay focused. And like I said, sometimes we have to tune out the crowd. We have to tune out the audience, even if it's those that we are close to or that we're familiar with. The key thing is we have to understand what our job and our assignment is. So when it boils down to it, we have to ask ourselves, hmm, is this something that I can handle? Now, when you ask yourself these questions, you got to be realistic. And also, if you feel that, you know what, based upon some more examination, hey, this may not be for me. That's fine and dandy. But I will tell you this. God has birthed each and every one of us with some niche. There is something and some things that we were born and we are gifted to do. And we have to examine that. Sometimes some people, they can realize it just off the top of their head. It's something that if you can do it with if you want to say without getting paid, if you love doing something and money is no object, let's just imagine you didn't have to worry about um, paying for your expenses, your electricity, housing. You don't have to worry about anything. If all your expenses are paid and they gave you a job that you would do and it would take care of you for the rest of your life, what would that thing be? That's something that we have to think about. Because, like I said, every one of us have some something that we're good in, something that some type of gift, some type of talent that God has invested into us. And, like I said, regardless of someone they may be able to recognize within themselves, sometimes people who really know us, sometimes people who we really trust, 
if they really know us, sometimes they might be able to tell us what we're good in. And sometimes, regardless if we're able to recognize it or not, if we listen to them, and if it's somebody that, like I said, somebody that you can really trust, sometimes we, they may be able to point it out. And when you think about it, you're like, wow, I've been doing that all this time. Sometimes we actually run from our God-given purpose. You know, I'm going to share this with you. Um, I started playing the drums when I was about four years old. Um, actually, as of right now, I'm 46. So I've been playing about uh, 42 years. And for a long time, I kind of ran away from pursuing being a musician. I wanted to do other things, and I just looked at being a musician as, you know, just something that I just did. I I didn't really take it seriously. I kind of thought that everybody was able to do it. But when it boiled down to it, I realized that was my safe haven. Being a musician was my safe haven. Being a musician was something that I just, uh, when it boiled down to it, everything else failed. I always fell back on being a musician. And little did I know, wow, when it, when I when I realized that that was something that always comforted me, and I didn't realize it. It always comforted me, and I, when I thought about it, after everything else fell, I was like, wow, this is me. This is my identity. So when I embraced it, then I felt great. I felt complete. And even right now, sometimes it may frustrate me when I don't get a chance to really just pick up my guitar or um, I, I play the drums um, every Sunday at church, but sometimes just picking up the guitar, it just soothes me. Sometimes I don't want to talk. Sometimes just me, me being able to express myself without words, but within music or lyrics, oh, that is so awesome for me. It is. It, it's allowing me to express myself. It's allowing me to get my point across. It's allowing me to be able to really just get therapeutic. It's very therapeutic for me. It's medicine. It's mental, spiritual, emotional medicine for me. So there's something that when we think about it, a lot of times there may be things that we're running from. Sometimes, that might be the thing that we need to run to. The other thing I want to share, you know, like I said about asking yourself what you're afraid of. You know, just ex- like I said, just examine, you know, why are you afraid of going after that goal or going or pursuing that goal, that dream, that idea? What is it? Like I said, some people, they may allow other people bad experience. Sometimes, unfortunately, when we get ready to pursue something, we don't listen to the right people. Sometimes we listen to the wrong people. Sometimes we listen to people that have failed, or sometimes we listen to people who haven't pursued anything, and because they haven't pursued anything, they don't want you to pursue anything. So, and it's no hard feelings, but we have to examine who are we listening to, who we get our advice from. If that person is not successful in their field, then why are you listening to them? Now, you might listen to people that are in different fields that may be successful, 
even though they might be they may not be in the same field that you're pursuing, but you get the same principles. You 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 examine those principles of what they're doing, then you can implement those principles into your field or your desires. So that's something we have to do. But like I said, we have to really listen. Be listen to people that's going to feed you, not negativity, but feed you with good constructive criticism and also even be able to help you in pursuing that goal, that dream, that desire. If you really pay attention to who you're listening to, a lot of times the people that we center ourselves around that we listen to, they will actually determine if we actually going to follow through with our goals, our dream, our dreams, or our desires. You know, you write down the top three people that you listen to, that you frequent, that you go to, if it's for advice, or even just a listening ear. Listen, I want y'all to understand this. We oftentimes think about the people that people that we allow to talk to us pertaining to giving advice. That's good. But we also have to understand the people that we allow to listen to us. It's a two-way street because a lot of times we might talk to the right people, but if we if we are allowing the people that are listening to us that are already toxic or that are already negative, they will actually even shoot down our dreams, our desires. We will allow them to. A lot of times we'll look at their response, or even sometimes when we have them to listen to us, sometimes they made me to respond in a way that will help us and encourage us. But because they don't have that in them to feed us, then sometimes we'll end up emotionally or spiritually starving and not pursuing our goal or our dream or our desire. So just as important as it is for us to um, allow the right people to talk to us, we also have to talk to the right people. We have to watch the people mouths, but also we have to examine the people ears that are listening to the words that are coming out of our mouth. So that's something that we have to look at. And that was that will help us even in those times when things get hard, because our dreams, our desires, our goals, sometimes those things is not going to just be handed to us. Sometimes it's going to take a fight for us to pursue them. This will kind of lead to the next thing I want to share with you. Whatever we desire. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. But the key thing is victory is already ours if we fight for it. We have to be hungry for it. We have to pursue it. We have to go for it. And I'm going to tell you this. If you want to know if it's worth pursuing, I want you to think about this. Is this something if you don't do it, it will nag you. It's nagging you from not going for it. If it's something that you dream about day in and day out, if it's something that I don't care how you try to avoid it, it's like it's still 
tug in your spirit, you got to go for it. You got to do it. That's something that you need to do because, unfortunately, you're not going to get any rest until you pursue it and you accomplish it. But, unfortunately, I heard this saying, they said the richest area in the world are the graves. Why? Because there are so much untapped talent. There are so much gifts or purposes that have not been pursued. People, see, get this, people were born with their gift or their talent or their purpose, but they buried them also with them. So what you want to do, you want to make sure even though you were born with it, you want to make sure that you're not buried with it. You want to make sure that you allow your dreams, your goal, your desire to be some landmark where people can say, you know what, he did do this or she did do that. And, um, you know, when you think about it, our goals, our dreams, desires, they actually outlive us. There's a company, I'm pretty sure everybody knows about it, Walmart. Walmart was founded by Sam Walton. But Sam Walton is no longer living. But his dreams, his desires, is not only alive, but it makes a living for other families. It makes a living financially, but it also makes a living where we can purchase our goods at Walmart, at the store that was, look, his dream. We are walking into his dream. We are shopping within his dream. And at Walmart now, you can get your car, you not only buy groceries, you can get your car done, you can get your nails done. There's a little area for kids to play in, banking, all these things now accessible to us. Why? Because Sam Walton decided to pursue his dream. So every time we go to Walmart, you can look at, you know what? Let me look around and see his dream manifest. I'm seeing his dream manifest. Now, would that give you the drive to make your dream manifest? Now, the other thing is, even pertaining to your dream, you might get some no's, but don't stop at that first no. Don't stop at that second no. I think about Colonel Sanders. I read a report that Colonel Sanders got turned down over 1,000 times. If I'm not mistaken, I think 1,007 times. He got turned down over 1,000 times. How many people would have given up after the 100th time? But you got to be hungry. You got to fight for it. You got to fight for it. And you know what? Just because he didn't give up, now we got KFC. So just because somebody say no, that doesn't mean that the world will say no. Every no is leading us to our yes. That's something we got to think about. Every no is leading us to our yes. The other thing I want us to do, we didn't talk about our, our desire. We have identified them. We got to identify our desires. We got to identify them. 
Now, with identifying your desires, what do we need to do that's going to really make an impact? We got to write it down. We got to write down what is our desire. That sounds simple, but a lot of people don't do that. Write it down. In the scripture, it tells us to write the vision and make it plain. And it's something about when you see things written down, that's documentation. That's a legal document that you have now when you write things down. Write it down. After you write it down, you study and prepare for it. Listen, fear is sometimes defeated by preparation. Sometimes we fear because we have not properly prepared for our goal, our hope, our dream, our desire. So we have to write it down. We have to study it. And I don't read I don't mean just reading one book. I mean you study it. You look at this as, you know what, this is a situation where it's life or death. I got to I got to learn everything possible about this particular thing right here. See, it's more than just let's just say if you were a musician trying to put out a CD or an album. It's more than just writing a song. You have to study the music business, learn the ins and outs of that particular career or field that you're desiring. So that way you can be able to maximize not only your gift or your talent, but also you can learn the legal aspect so that way you don't shortchange yourself financially. So that's something that we have to do. We got to Study. We got to prepare ourselves for what we desire. We got to study it. Look, we could talk about the business aspect, but also get this. Even, let's be real, even pertaining to love, prepare yourself. A lot of times people desire to be in a relationship, but sometimes because of the past experience, it may make them fearful of going forward. But they desire to be in a relationship. So what do you do? You say you want one, but you don't act like you don't present yourself like you want one. So one thing I always believe in, I tell people, hey, look here, even if you're not emotionally feeling your best, what you need to do, get yourself a nice pair of clothes, put on some smell good, and you go, I always say to Walmart, you go to Walmart and just be seen. Let the world see you. Now, if you say that you're looking for love, then be prepared just in case. Somebody may cross your path, and you don't want to be looking like, ugh. Look, you don't want to be looking like who did it and why. No. Always be prepared. But also put yourself where you're in demand. Invest in yourself. Like I said, pertaining to love or pertaining to business, relationship, whatever. Put yourself where you are in demand. You invest into yourself. You believe in yourself, but most importantly, you believe in your God-given ability. And you keep 
moving forward. So you preparing yourself, that's going to help you to have those anxieties or those worries because a lot of times when those worries come, sometimes those opportunities is going to present itself, but if we're not prepared, then we end up having some type of anxiety. And some, and the worst thing that can happen is for opportunity to come and you miss it. It's always good to be prepared for opportunity and it never show up than to not be prepared and it shows up and you miss it. So always be prepared. Other thing you want to do, write down a daily task. Listen, write down a daily task of what you're going to do. At least one thing that will help you to achieve that goal. Write down or make a daily commitment to yourself that you're going to do at least one thing that will help you to achieve that goal. See, you might not be able to accomplish your goal, let's say whatever it is, you might not be able to accomplish it within a month, within a year. But the key thing is for every day for you to do some step that's going to help you to get one day closer. Do something. Make a commitment to yourself that you're going to do at least one thing. It may be paperwork, and listen, listen, never minimize what you're doing. Do not minimize that. That's helping you to help your, if you want to say, your brand. It's helping you with the steps to achieving your purpose or your goal, whatever it is. Do at least one thing on a daily basis. Now, the other thing. Before you go to bed, have a meeting with yourself. Have a meeting with yourself and evaluate how you performed that day. Did what you do today, did it help you to get one day closer? Hmm. And just in case, because I know sometimes we get busy, sometimes things happen. But just in case you didn't get a chance to do it, don't beat yourself up. Guess what? Law of blessings say the same, there will be a tomorrow. So whatever you didn't get a chance to do that task on the day, do it tomorrow. I will say this. Don't burn yourself out because a lot of times they just say that if I didn't do something today, but then tomorrow I have the opportunity. If you're able to do yesterday's task and today's task, that's fine. But if you're not, do something. So many people, they kick themselves. Some, so many people, they have, oh, man, you know, they beat themselves up. Listen, forgive yourself. But keep it going. At least keep, keep moving forward. Now, I want to share this with you. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Not only evaluating yourself. But the other thing I want to tell you to do, I'm going to share a little story. But you see yourself doing 
what you desire to do. See yourself doing it. See yourself achieving it. See yourself, even if you take a picture, let's just say if it's a goal, if it's a desire that you want to pursue, get into that field, take a picture, and visualize yourself. After you visualize yourself, do not lose focus in that. Sometimes it takes taking a mental note within yourself to keep that, hold on to that. This is what I was going to share with you all a second ago. I'll share with you all now. Part right here, I really want us to listen. You find or you have some type of mentor or role model and emulate them. Someone that has a a work ethic that will hold you responsible and accountable. Now, this part, I want to share this with you all. A lot of times people often ask me, you know, man, you do a lot. And I do. But the person that I've always looked up to as far as a role model or a mentor, even though me being a minister and I have a lot of uh, irons in the fire pertaining to ministry, but this particular person that's my mentor is not a minister, but his work ethic I've watched growing up as a kid, it just really set the bar. And unfortunately, we lost him two years ago. That person I'm talking about is Prince. Now, some people may ask, why in the world did you say Prince? Well, Ashley, he was known to at least write one song a day, every day. He was able to write. He was able to play. He was able to perform with any instrument. But the thing was, his work ethic was second to none. He would rather stay up and avoid sleeping to work because it was in him. He said he is music. One of the interviews I saw, he mentioned that he is music. Matter of fact, one time he said that he was brushing his teeth and he had to hurry up and finish brushing his teeth because he was hearing music. He, listen, he cut brushing his teeth short to get to work because he loved, he immersed himself with his passion, with his love. And so that is the same thing that we need to do. We need to, whatever we desire, we have to not just see ourselves, but we have to emerge ourselves into that. We have to become that. We have to become that. Prince was not only a musician, he was music. And the word music is also a part of musician. But every aspect, he learned the business and the showmanship. And that's the same thing that we ourselves have to do. So like I said, find a mentor or role model. And that role model does not have to be in that same category or that same field that you are desiring to be in. No. But have someone that has a great work ethic, 
someone that's focused. You know, matter of fact, um, years ago, this was, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was in 81. 81, um, Prince was performing for the Rolling Stones. He was opening up for the Rolling Stones. And the Rolling Stones, of course, top band, and the audience was not there to see Prince. They were booing him off the stage. Eventually, he left. He went back to he went back to Minnesota. He said he quit, and his band members, uh, Dez Dickerson, the guitar player, and um, I believe it was Bobby Z, the the drummer, talked to him and told him, "Come on back, you know, don't give up, don't give up." And he came back, and unfortunately, he got booed off the stage again. But this time, after he got booed off the stage, he decided to work a little bit harder. And after he worked a little bit harder, he put out so much music, he ended up, he ended up producing a double album called 1999. They gave him his first, if I'm not mistaken, first gold single. Well, one thing led to another. After 1999 became Purple Rain. So all these things, sometimes, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes you're going to get those no's. Sometimes you may get those boos. And I'm telling you from experience, I'm an author. Many times I've tried to uh, sell my books, doing book signings and stuff. And I I go and I approach people, uh, would you like to buy my book? Oh, however may say, you know, would you like to take a look at my book? No. Some of them, I had people, and I ain't looking at that. I mean, I've had some harsh words said. But the thing I had to do was, okay, don't take it personal. That's them. Sometimes people may not support you when you're on the ground. But later on, as you continue to keep on going, sometimes all those people that you try to ask you, ask to help you, and you get all those no's, pretty soon those yes going to be coming, and that's going to build you up. And then those people who already told you no, eventually they may tell you, you know what, let me check you out. Why? Not because you may have a good product. No, because your brand yourself is showing consistency, not giving up. No, Look, not taking a no for an answer. Now, that person might tell you no. But you're not allowing that no to stop you from pursuing that yes. So being consistent, not giving up. And so when you have that right mentor, you may not, like I said, now, I didn't get a chance to really talk to Prince. I did get a chance to be with him one day, uh, December 30th of 97. I got a chance to. Um, be with him on stage, and he came over there where I was, and he, you know, danced with me and everything. He and I did the Temptations, but it wasn't like I was talking to him every day over the phone. But I saw his work ethic. I studied him, and I used those principles of what he was doing and implemented to my own life. So you have to find some type of mentor that's going to really help you. That's going to that's going to hold you mentally responsible, but also checking your character. Check your character. What we have to do, I was saying about being prepared, we have to look at ourselves as a business 
business, business people, first and foremost, one thing I always talk about, when you are going on your nine to five, that's your job. That's your job. Now, if you desire to do something in life, it's good for you to put your all in all into your job. You're supposed to. They hire you to do a job. But when you get off your job, then it's time to go to work. What do I mean? See, your job is what you do, but your work is who you are. Your work you have to make sure just as much as you put in 100% on your job, you have to put 100% in your work, 100% or more. You might want to be a caterer. You might want to be a baker. You might want to be a musician or whatever. You have to fight like never before. You have to be hungry for it. But you have to make sure to Make a commitment because your work, get this, your work will reveal your worth. Your worth, you're able to get 100% of your worth from your work, but they're not going to pay you 100% of your worth on your job. You might help the company make a million dollars. But they're not going to give you that million dollars. They may give you a percentage. Why? Because you represent them. And whatever decision that you make, they are going to give you only a percentage, sometimes a fraction. But also, get this. In the Bible, the word work, when we look in Genesis, God has given us as far as men, that means mankind, man. God has given man work. Now, the word work in its original meaning comes from a word that means energy, energy or source from God. Like I said, God has given each and every one of us the ability for work and like I said, I'm not just talking about nine to five, and I'm not knocking. I love my job. People, we, we depend upon our job to make a living. But also in the same token, we can't depend upon our job, us to be successful or to be rich. So we have to look at what are we doing, and like I said, just as much as we investing on our job, we got to be able to invest in our work. Because I'm going to say this. See, when you're on your job, think about this. When you're on your job, you're only hired from the neck down. What you think, how you feel, that doesn't matter. They just want you to do it. You are the legs to whatever needs to be done. So whatever your boss tells you to do, you got to do it. If you don't, they're going to give you a written reprimand or fire you or lay you off. Matter say fire you. Fire you and hire someone to take your spot that would do what you refuse to do. But when you're working for yourself, you can't fire yourself. When you're working for yourself, hey, <laughs> you know what? 
you're the one that's run this. So you need to find out what your work is. You need to find out what what is preventing you from going forward and pursuing what you desire. Because like I said, sometimes taking that leap of faith, it may be scary. Taking that leap of faith. If you are prepared, it will be an easy transition if God has told you to go forward. Anytime God has told you, anytime God tells us to do something, not only will he tell us what to do, not only will he tell us how to do it, but he'll tell us when to do it. But we have to be listening to him. We have to really seek God's counsel and ask him, okay, God, like I always say, we have to consult God in all of our ways. We have to depend upon him because he knows what he knows what's best for us. He knows what we want to do. So if we pursue God, if we ask God, we consult God, okay, God, this is what I want to do. This is what I have a desire to do. Because like I always say, going on our job is fine and dandy, but that does not define who we are. And unfortunately, I see so many people, they go on a job and they're frustrated. They're going on a job that they hate. But that's not, that's not going to bring us life. Our job is not going to bring us life. Our work will bring us life. What we are born to do and we seize that moment. I have an uncle that, that's a photographer. Um, his name is Aaron Logan. He's uh, the owner of Logan's Photography. He told me something last year that blew my mind, myself and my younger brother. He said he looked forward to waking up every morning. Listen, his job, his job, he doesn't have one. His work, that's what he has. He said he looked forward to waking up every morning. He wakes up without an alarm clock because he loves what he do. He loved what he do. I was like, wow. How many people can actually say that? They look forward to waking up every morning and going on their quote-unquote job. Not too many people. But even on going on a good job, he's able to make 100% of his worth. Like I said, I can get, I can work for a bank. I can give them a good lead, but if I make if I make the company a million dollars, they probably give me a hundred dollar bonus. Where's the rest of that money at? It's going to the pocket of those that hire me. Why? Because my decision making, whatever I helped them with, even though it was my idea, but I represent the company. So I'm not going to get 100% of my worth. So what we have to do, we have to understand that whatever our work, whatever our desire, whatever our goal, our, our dream is, we have to look and see, you know what? This is something that I was born to do. And like I said, I don't care how you try to avoid it. I don't care how you try to sleep it off. If it's really in you and God has been tugging on your heart to go for it, 
it will make you very uncomfortable until you accomplish it or until you die. So we have to pursue it. We have to ask God, you know what, God, help me to achieve this. And he will do that. This is something else I want to share with you all. And then we're going to go to the phone line. I see some people on the phone line. But we have to remember this. There is something that's within us that God want to birth out. But the devil does not want us to birth it out. The devil wants us to have our hope, our dreams buried with us. You know, we have to look at, you know what? Think about this. The devil does not want you to walk in your God-given purpose. The devil does not want you to be obedient to God, but also, excuse me, just like I was speaking about goals, adventure, and even what? Love. Just like how God, excuse me, just like how the devil does not want you to walk in your God-given purpose, the devil does not want you to link up with your mate. Hmm. Get that? The devil does not want you to link up with your future spouse. Why? Because if he knows that y'all are going to be a threat in his kingdom, he's going to try everything possible to prevent you all being together. He's going to try everything possible to make sure that you all are not together. Now, some people, oh, well, you know, that ain't nothing. You know, the devil ain't worried about that. But I mean, you think about this. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil is the author of confusion. The devil does not want God's people at peace. The devil does not want God's people blessed. But get this. The people that ain't serving God, are they having the struggles that we as believers have? I want y'all to understand that. So a lot of times that fear that comes, that fear, that anxiety that may be within us, if it ain't because of lack of preparation, if it's no fault of our own, we have to look at it. It might be a spiritual thing that the devil is trying to prevent you from what? From receiving what God has for you. Remember, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. There are spirits, there are wickedness in high places. So when we look at it, whatever goals, hopes, and dreams that we desire to do or have, and God is authorizing it, the devil is not going to be pleased. So, of course, he's going to fight. I was speaking earlier at church today about my first time singing. Those that knew me, I'm, I was not a singer. But my desire was to enhance the service, the songs that are that were at our church. And for many years, I was like, man, we need to sing these songs. We need to sing these songs. And all of a sudden, God said, 
okay, how about you do it? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll just find somebody. They said, no, 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 you do it. So for years, I avoided singing until one day I got up. I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I ain't going to lie to you, I was scared. I was literally scared. And I remember mimicking the song and singing the song to myself while everybody else was testifying. And so when I finally got up and did it, everybody was shocked because I've never done it before. And after service, I got in the car. I said, God, I am so scared. He said, number one, you sing every chance you get. You practice. You do your part. And now there's no anxiety. There's no worry. But I had to continuously do it every day, not just singing at church, but even singing on my, my private time. I had to individualize myself. I had to study the song and even me playing the drums and singing at the same time. I had to practice. I had to practice, practice. Get this. Practice don't make perfect. Practice make improvements. So we have to be better than we were the day before. And so just continue to practice. Keep practicing. Keep practicing. Keep practicing. Like I said, see yourself. See yourself achieving. See yourself and visualize yourself singing or doing whatever you desire to do. But also make sure that we ask for help. There's a saying by Les Brown that says, asking for help or ask for help not because you're weak, but because you want to remain strong. We have to ask for help. And is nothing wrong with us seeking help. See, even though you're seeking help, but they're also showing responsibility. Why? Because if we try to do everything, we burn ourselves out. So even with our goals, our dreams, we can build a team. We build a team that will help and support us in helping us to achieve what we desire. Those that know me, I love wrestling. And some of the big wrestlers that are out now, John Cena, uh, Hulk Hogan was, and seeing all these people, even Triple H, you know, all these people, they're great athletes, and they have a nice body. And when they work out, what people don't realize, they got personal trainers. They got personal trainers. So like I mentioned earlier about having a mentor or having a role model, that's fine and dandy, but also make sure that you have somebody, like I said, that's going to train you. In other words, there's nothing wrong with getting help. A lot of times because you're able to pick up weight, you want to make sure you're able to get extra weight, pick up extra weight because you want somebody that's going to spot you. Not not if things go wrong, not if things go bad, not if, but when. But when those things happen, what are we going to do about it? What will our response be? So the last thing I want to share with y'all before we go to the line, even pertaining to love, sometimes we have allowed past experience to stop us. We have allowed sometimes um, because things don't work out in other people's lives. Sometimes it makes us in fear of pursuing love, but we can't do that. We can't allow other people's failure to become our failure. We can't allow other people's pursuit or lack of pursuit to stop us from pursuing. Mm-mm. And not only that, I'm going to share this with you. This is on a personal note, even with me. 
I went through a divorce, and I had a I do have a son. He'll be thirteen on the thirtieth, and this was something that I really had to pray about. I always wanted children, and after my my son was born, four years later, um, his mom and I got a divorce, and I had to do a, a personal self analysis. I had to examine myself, and one of the things that hit me was. Would I be afraid to have another child? Let me let me say this. I had to examine myself about that. Why? Because the divorce, the divorce, it brought a physical separation between myself and my son, and I hated that. And so I knew how that felt. I knew how that felt. And so when I was looking, the devil told me, you know what? If you try to pursue a relationship again, how do you know that it's not going to end? How do you know if you do have another child, what if that child will take it from you too? And I was like, mm-mm, no. First and foremost, I have to look at it like this. The next time I'm in a relationship, I'm more prepared. Why? Because number one, I make sure I examine, not just examine her, but also examine myself. But also, I have to go head first. Now, we have to do our homework. We have to make sure, even pertaining to love, we have to make sure that we're healed and also make sure that we're not allowing the other person to deal with baggages of our past. We can't go in walking in fear because if not, we'll be shortchanging, not only shortchanging them, but even shortchanging ourselves. They won't be able, they won't be having the whole 100% of us. I know that's bad grammar, but to being real, they won't have us wholeheartedly. And if they won't have us, if we don't give them us wholeheartedly, then it prevents us from having them wholeheartedly. And that type of relationship will bring a strain. I won't say it won't work out, but it may be a little bit more difficult, but things could be smoothed out. Things may be smoothed out, but there may be some things that could have been avoided. So that's something we have to look at. So when it pertains to love, I'm going to tell you like this. I don't know too many people who have not been hurt by love. I don't know too many people. But even in the midst of that, just because this person hurt you doesn't mean that the next person is going to hurt you. We can't couple up because it was a black guy, it was a white guy, it was a, a, a black female, a white female, Hispanic female. We can't couple up everybody. We can't categorize everybody because of an individual's or in a couple of individuals' mistake or foolishness or behavior. We can't do that. You know, that's that's doing a disservice to the other person. It's doing a disservice to yourself. So what we're going to do now, we're going to go to the phone line. I see someone on the airways. Hello, welcome to Reckon at My Heart Podcast. You're on the air with Brother Prater. How you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Doing good, doing good, doing good. I'm just listening and just enjoying the show, being blessed. 
Thank you for oh, what you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, continue to listen, and uh, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Okay, going to the next person. Hello, welcome to Reconnect Moha Podcast. You're on the air. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good, good, good. Um, um, I'm doing the same. I was just listening. Thank you for all oh, the advice. Oh, oh, my honor, my honor. And I always remember this. You're welcome to give your words of wisdom, too. You can chime in at any time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was. Okay, okay. Well, I definitely, I definitely appreciate those who are listening. And like I said, sometimes the things that we we want in life, the things that we're desiring in life, sometimes it's not going to come on an easy platter. It's not going to be handed to us. Sometimes we got to snatch it. Sometimes we got to get it. And like I always say, you know, if there's something that you can't shake it. If it's something that you dream about day and night and night and day, if it's something that it just in your spirit, it's in your spirit for a reason. But it's not in your spirit for you to die with it. It's in your spirit for you to give birth to it. So like I said, whatever it is, business, pursuing something, doing something, or, or like I said, even love, we got to go for it. And I know to some people it's easier said than done. And I, this is me. This is just being transparent. There are many things that I have been scared, scared to do. But what I do, first of all, I'm Brother Prater. But my family, my friends, those that are close to me, they know me as June. And so sometimes what I do, sometimes it's like me seeing Brother Prater by the ledge, but he's too scared to jump off. And so sometimes what he will end up, I'm going to say it like this, what end up happening while Brother Prater's on the ledge, sometimes June go and push Brother Prater off the ledge. I mentally do that sometimes. I make myself do things to kind of challenge myself. Now, even though the same person, but Brother Prater would be too afraid. He'd be too afraid to jump off the ledge. But I always think about, you know what? If my best friend was in the same situation, what would I tell him? And I would tell him, man, you ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing to be afraid of. Do it. And that's what I allowed June to do. And so sometimes, even with you, whatever you may be in fear of, or whatever you, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say that because I'm feeling this. Whatever you may be afraid to receive, you have to allow God to help you. To what? Get pushed off the ledge because. Even though June is pushing Brother Prater off the ledge, but I have to have my hands up so that way I can be off the ledge. Because as long as June is pushing Brother Prater off the ledge, if Brother Prater is holding on to the ledge, chances are I ain't going nowhere. 
I'm not going willingly. You have to go willingly in whatever goal, hopes, or dreams that you desire to do. You have to. And you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it. There are many things, many hopes, many dreams that have transpired. Why? Because people, even though it may be scary, but they allow themselves to be pushed off the ledge. And when the opportunity comes, it's going to come. It's going to come, but we have to be able to recognize it. Earlier I spoke about me getting a chance to be on stage with Prince. God showed me in 82 that me and Prince are going to be, be together. Now, I told a couple of people, and some of them thought I was crazy. But 15 years later, December 30th of 1997 at Reunion Arena, when I was getting ready, I said, this is my night. This is my night. We're going to be together. And I saw the specific outfit that I needed to wear. It was a leather, like a flowery leather jacket, black leather jacket that I had on with a red turtleneck and black jeans and my black boots. And I kept seeing myself that whole day we're going to be together. And I ended up going with my cousin. My cousin, uh, I rode with my cousin. I told my cousin while we were on the way to the concert, when I get on stage, do you want to come with me? She said, no, no, no. I said, okay, this today, I'm going on stage. And so when a concert happened, they were they were picking, uh, Prince picked three females, and the female background singer picked three guys, uh, excuse me, five. And so I raised my hand, and she pointed me out to come up there. And so while everybody was in the center standing around like they were scared, that was my time. I said, you know what? This is not Prince stage. This is my stage. And so all of a sudden, he yelled out, look at him dancing with Mama. I would dance with a, the older lady that was there. The next thing you know, I saw from the far end Prince walking over here to me. Now, people were saying, oh, you were on stage with Prince. No, Prince was on stage with me. That's the way I looked at it. I was the owner of that stage, not me. No, excuse me, not him. He came to me. I didn't go to him. He came to me. But the thing was, what I saw in my spirit, it didn't happen overnight. It happened 15 years later. I couldn't allow my dream, my desire to stop because people thought I was crazy or people thought, oh, that'll never happen. Why did they say that? Because it never happened to them. So I had to look at, you know what? If I saw it, I couldn't let anybody shake or change what I saw. I knew what I saw. And so the same thing with you. You know what God birthed into you. You know those dreams, those hopes, those ambitions that you have. Why would you listen to people trying to blind you from what God showed you? Mm -mm, that ain't going to work. I always say it like that. That's bad arithmetic. That dog ain't going to hunt. Why are we listening to people that's trying to make us, what, abort 
what God has birthed in us. Why? But also, like I say, we have to partner up with people that are like-minded. If you are the strongest person in your group, you're in the wrong group. You need people that's going to feed you. You need people that's going to challenge you. You need people that's going to that's gonna hold you accountable. So if we have those kind of people in our life, then that's going to help us. Because to be honest with you, it's easy for us to give up. It's easy for us to be complacent. It's easy for us to sit around and, oh, well, uh-uh, no, we can't do that. People that are successful are hungry people. First of all, having a balance. We want to be, first of all, spiritually hungry. And after being spiritually hungry, then everything else will fall into place. Matthew 6 and 33 tell us, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things should be added unto us, which means all these things shall chase you down. Just like when the opportunity came, either for me being up there with Prince, I was ready. But also even with business, many people, right place at the right time. God would dispatch people when we seek him. Because, listen, God already made our life. He already planned out our life. He had his perfect will. But sometimes because of our disobedience, we don't get into that perfect will, but we get into his permissive will. But the key thing is for us to be able to just seize the opportunity that God has for us. But we have to watch those people that we send ourselves around that's going to make us give up or not even stimulate what's in us. We have to be careful of that. I mean, I, I can't I can't express that enough. We have to be careful of the people that we allow into our spirit and also into our dreams. But also, get this, there are some people that you may have in your circle of friendship. You have to examine them. If it's someone that God has sent, then guess what? They're going to be there all the way. But if it's people that we just chose, Sometimes there's gonna be a great disappointment because they were not they were not meant to help carry out the purpose and plan that God has for us. Sometimes we choose people that God didn't authorize. Sometimes we choose people because they say the right thing, but their heart is revealing a different thing. Just because somebody say it doesn't mean that they actually mean it or they actually believe it. Sometimes people just say stuff just to make you feel good. Sometimes people say stuff because they want to hurt our feelings. But we don't need those kind of people. We need people going to be telling us the truth. No, but you know what? You're not ready, but let me help you get ready. And the people that we think that's hard, the people that's, oh, man, they they, they, they just running us crazy or, you know, they, they, they too hard on us. Those are the kind of people that you, that you need. Because they're not looking at you or treating yourself. They're not treating you as who you are today. They're treating you as who you're becoming. Those are the kind of people that we need. Anytime somebody is comfortable with who you are and how you are today, mm -mm. those kind of people, we now I'll put it like this. We're not saying we need to kick them out of our life. 
No, but we have to uh, what's the word? Um, compartmentalize. Yes, we have to compartmentalize them in a certain area. Because when it comes down to business, when it comes down to purpose, they may not understand it. They might be they might be good or cool and pertaining to like working on a car or doing something, but pertaining to your purpose or your hopes or your dreams, for them to feed your hopes, your dreams, uh uh-uh. uh. You can't rely upon them to give you food for your purpose when theirs are starving themselves. They don't have any food on their plate to feed their dream. What make you think they're going to help feed your dream? So those are the kind of things we have to think about because a lot of times we think everybody that's in our circle going to go with us or they're going to achieve their goal or their dream. Mm -mm. Sometimes it ain't the case. So this is the time for you to do, like I say, a self-analysis in every area of your life. And just in case somebody is watching or listening, just in case you say, you know what, I may have failed in the past, but you know what, I'm picking myself up and I'm pursuing. I'm pursuing my goal, my purpose. I'm doing some type of adventure or even I'm pursuing love. That's great. But just in case someone who may be listening and they say, well, I want to, but I'm hurt or I'm damaged. Don't you know God is a healer? We we hear that God has healed people in the past, but he's healing people right now. And one thing I always say, he want to heal you. He want to help you in every area of your life. But he's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself to come into your door. He wants you to open the door and allow him to walk in. Allow God to come in into every area of your life. And if there is anything that you need to repent for, he's willing to forgive us. He want to forgive us. He want to, what? He want to have that relationship with us that we can be reunited once again. And just in case someone who may be listening, who may, you know, who may have achieved their goal, thank God for you. Now, if you can help other people, if you can mentor, if you can even testify to other people that the same God that helped you do it can help, the same God that helped them to do it, to help you to do it, that is the same God that can help them. Thank the Lord. The same God that helped you. And help them. So those are the kind of things we get to th- we got to think about. And God wants to help us in every area of our life. So also, if there are someone that may not be saved, Romans ten and nine tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe in the heart that God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Whatever it is. If there's anything, any type of hang-ups that you may be experiencing or dealing with, give it to God. We can cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. He loves us. Just in case you have someone that's in your mind, on your heart, that you may want to pray for, we're going to hold them up for you too. We're going to hold them up for God also. So always remember this. There's nothing too hard for God, and we can give everything 
thing to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on tonight. God, we first of all, God, we ask, Lord, to forgive us, God. There's anything that we said, done, or thought, or felt that was unlike you, God. We ask you for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness. God, we thank you, Lord, for removing every fear, God, every worry, God, every panic, God, that the devil may try to put in us from pursuing the purpose and the plan that you have for us, God. God, we ask, Lord, God, to remove every distraction, everything the devil may have tried to place in us. God, we know that you do not give us the spirit of fear nor timidness. But, God, we know, God, that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to divide. But, God, we know, God, that you have given us life, God, and given it more abundantly, God, which is a better quality of life, God. And, God, even where we are right now, God, help us, God, to praise and serve you, God, even in the midst of business, God, even in the midst of pursuing life or love, whatever it is, God. Help us, God, to consult you, God, and keep you first in every area of our lives right now in the name of Jesus. God, we ask God to help us, God, to not give up the fight, God. Help us, God, to not even allow distractions to come, God. And God, help us, God, to not give up, God, because someone may have slammed the door in our face one time or even ten times, God. But God, help us, God, if you've given us if you've given it to us, God, help us, God, to carry it out right now, God. We rely upon your strength and your ability right now in the name of Jesus. And stand about everything you stand for. We bind every problem. We bind every confusion right now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, for helping us, God, to achieve the goals, God. And help us, God, to maintain it, God, with your strength, your ability, God, your wisdom, God, your guidance, God. God, ask you, Lord, to help us, God, and guide us in every area of our lives right now. God, in the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to be responsible stewards, God. Help us, God, to not put anything before you, God. You are first in our life, God. Help us, God, in every area, God. And, God, we even speaking right now, God, those who may be listening, God, who may be sick, God, who may be uh, uh, hurting, God, mentally, physically, or even emotionally, God. Heal them right now, God, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, God. Even those who may have been hurt by love, God. Even those who may have been damaged in the past, God. Even those who may have uh, unforgiveness, God. Help them, God, to release everything to you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, be speaking, God, that you help them, God, that you guide them, God, in their pursuit for love, God. God, be speaking, God, that you remove every distraction right now, God. And God, help us, God, to seek, God, love that you have, God, that you have ordained, God. And God, be speaking, God, that you remove, God, anybody that may try to uh, uh, get them away from you, God. God, be speaking, God, that you allow love to take place, God, that's going to be honorable, God, that's going to enrich, God, your kingdom right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And I'll be speaking, God, even for the bereaved family, God. Touch them, God. Comfort them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for success, God. We thank you, Lord, for the businesses coming from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for the purposes being revealed, God. And, God, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, God, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and listened and also who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, Brother, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, 
Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. You can read my daily devotions and videos on my page. Also, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section on my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities to their families, their children, or even their spouse or children's mother, to inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or a father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and who supported the program, and also thank God for those who called in. Uh, thank you for everything, God. Thank y'all for everything, every support. And thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you, and good night.